Today is Monday. It's the 27th of January 2020. Today, Sayadaw is going to give a talk to the foreign meditators who are practicing metta meditation at the Chamyemyain Meditation Center. And it's a talk about, or the title of the talk is Looking at the Good Side, We Cultivate Loving Kindness. When we cultivate metta, loving kindness, we should look at the good side of the person who is the object of our metta meditation. We should look at the good side of this person, then uh, we can cultivate loving kindness, then the practice will go well. So, a person, we can, there is never a person who has only bad sides, and there is no person who has only good sides. A person has always bad sides, good sides. So even arahants, fully liberated beings, we also can find that some of their behaviors is not completely good or perfect. In the in the commentary to the scriptures, there is an example taking Venerable Sariputta. At the time of the Buddha, Venerable Sariputta was that disciple who was foremost in wisdom. And he was an arahant, fully liberated. When Venerable Sariputta was walking, and if there was uh, some water on the path, he would not just gently uh, walk around or over the puddle of water, but he would jump over this puddle of water. And why did that happen? Why did he do it? This was the habit that was still with him that 
came from a previous existence when he was a monkey. As a monkey, jumping around, jumping over puddles, jumping from tree to tree. So this was a strong habit that was still present when he was Venerable Sariputta, and that's why he jumped over these puddles of water. So these habits acquired uh, previously, uh, they can still be there in arahants, in fully enlightened beings. And so these habits can manifest either in physical actions, like the jumping over the puddles, or these habits can also manifest in speech. However, the Buddha, being the Buddha, being fully liberated, having uprooted all the kilesas, the defilements, he did not have any rough or harsh behaviors of speech or physical actions anymore. But all the remaining persons, we still find that they have good sides, good behaviors, and bad sides or bad behavior. And so now, as we are counting metta, loving kindness, the person who we take as the object for our metta meditation, this person has good sides, positive aspects, and this person has also bad sides or negative aspects. Sayato will tell a story. So at one time there were three women, they were friends, and they were uh, having a meal together, they were eating together. So then one woman, while they were eating, one woman said to another woman, you know, your husband, um, your husband's speech is really rough and abusing. He abuses you, he shouts at you, he uh, swears, scolds you. So how is it that you can stay together with this husband, how is it that you can live with him? So the second woman then said, yes, it's true, but the way my husband takes care of me with his physical behavior, actions, he is very soft, very tender, very caring. 
And then the second woman said to the third woman, and your husband's physical behavior is very rough and harsh, not gentle and soft at all. So how is it possible that you can live together with him? And the third woman replied, Yes, it's true. The physical behavior of my husband is quite rough and harsh, the way he behaves, the way he comes and goes. However, his speech is very soft and sweet, very gentle. So then the second woman and the third woman, they addressed the first woman and said, well, and your husband or the behavior of your husband is both rough and harsh in, in his physical behavior and also in his speech. So how is it possible that you can live together with him? So then the first woman replied, yes, it's true that the physical behavior of my husband is quite rough and harsh. It's true that uh, my husband's speech is also rough and harsh. However, the, my husband's mind or his attitude is, is very um, soft. It's very... Uh, he's very caring and loving. That's why I love him. So in this story, we see that these three women, they they looked at the good side of their husband. They saw that there was a bad side or negative aspect, but they also saw the good side of their husband, the positive aspect. And looking at the good sides, at the positive aspects of their husbands, that's why they loved them. So as it is said in the, in the commentaries, when we cultivate metta, loving-kindness, we should always look at the good side of the person who is the object for our metta meditation. We should not look at the bad side of that person. If we look at the bad side of that person, then dosa, aversion, anger, will arise. However, if we look at the good side of that person, then metta, uh, loving-kindness, arises. So, 
So as you are now engaging in the cultivation of metta, so do not look at the bad side or the negative qualities of that person, but only look at the good side, at the positive aspects of that person. And in this way, it will be possible to cultivate and strengthen metta. So if you look at the bad side, the negative aspects uh, of that person, then dosa, anger, aversion will arise, and it's like uh, lightning, a fire, and then it will be burning. Now, Sayado will relate an example that is found in the scriptures. One man was traveling. And uh, he was traveling during the hot season, during a time when the temperature was really very hot. So it was a rough journey, and it was um, it was almost like in a desert, walking through a desert. So it was a rough journey. It was very hot, and so he got very thirsty. So he was searching water, and in looking for some water, he found a pond. And as he uh, came closer to the pond, uh, went down to it, he noticed that the surface of the water was completely completely covered with algae. So try to put yourself in the position of that man. Try to imagine you are on this journey. It's very hot. You're very thirsty. You find a pond with water, but then the surface is completely covered with algae. So what would you do? Reflect. Do So would you just stand there and do nothing and then die of thirst? Or would you remove the algae with your hands, push them aside? What would you do? <laughs> yes. Of course, yes, one would remove the algae with one's hands and then one could scoop some water with one's hand and drink it. So then one would drink the water, one could quench one's thirst, one would no longer be thirsty, and so with that one could... Uh, continue one's journey. So 
However, if one would stand there and get angry at the, the layer of algae on the top of the water and do nothing and then continue one's journey, so then one would probably die, uh, die of thirst. So one should not blame the algae on the water, um, blame them, that's their fault, but actually one should be grateful for the algae to cover the water because with that the water doesn't get, that doesn't get very hot from the sun, so the water stays cooler and in this way one can drink the cool water. So one should be grateful for the algae and not get angry at them or blame them, find fault with them. So um, you who are engaging, are engaging in the practice of metta meditation, you are actually thirsty after metta or for metta. So, being thirsty for metta, longing for loving-kindness, so in the practice, um, having another person as the object for your metta practice, so um, don't look at the bad side of that person, you know, like the algae that is covering the water, the negativity or the bad qualities that might be there in the person, but remove the algae and look at the good side of that person, look at the positive qualities of this person. And in this way, you are able to cultivate metta, meaning to drink uh, the metta, to quench the first thirst for loving-kindness. Last year, during the Metta retreat, Sayadaw had um, one meditator, a female meditator, cultivate Metta for her mother, and that meditator said that she was not able to cultivate Metta for her mother. So that meditator said she could not cultivate metta for her mother because in her experience she said her mother did not have this motherly love for uh, her children. The mother or this meditator did not receive any love or care from her mother. She said that the mother was abusing her, shouting at her, scolding her, hitting her. And so that's why when trying to cultivate metta for her mother, this meditator could not arouse any metta, but instead 
dosa, anger, aversion, was arising. Sayadaw then said to this woman, there might be uh, negative bad sides uh, in your mother, but there are also good sides, positive aspects or qualities in your mother. And he said, you know, reflect on the fact that the mother, after she got pregnant with you, she carried you for nine months, then she gave birth to you, and after you were born, the mother cared at least insofar as she fed you. She f- fed you, gave her, she gave her, you her milk or later uh, food. She also cleaned your nappies and so on. So in this way, your mother had cared for you. And that's why... Um, you should feel some gratitude for your mother. (laughs) And also, some mothers, some fathers, even though they shout at their children or scold their children, hit their children, But sometimes it's because that's the way the parents want children to to get better at something or uh, have them improve their skills. Although there are these bad sides in another person, these negative qualities, but there are also good sides, positive qualities in this person. So we should find or look for these positive qualities and then, based on that, cultivate metta. So here in this Metta Meditation Retreat, Sayadaw has not yet had uh, a meditator in his interviews who had said that he or she was not able to cultivate Metta either for their mother or their father. So the Buddha had said that actually uh, one's gratitude to one's parents, to one's mother and father, is infinite. It's really huge. (coughs) So look for something in your mother or father, some positive aspect, something for which you can be grateful and then based off that cultivate loving kindness. Now Sayato will relate a personal experience. At the time when Sayadaw was younger and when he was studying the Buddhist scriptures, his teacher, he would hit him 
is a stick every day. So the teacher would hit him with a stick when he was mischievous or when he did not study or when he was not able uh, to memorize uh, what he had learned or to recite what he had memorized or when he would be talking to others when he shouldn't be. Sayadaw remembered during one whole year there was not one day when he was not hit. So Saito, um, later then, he was reflecting. Actually, it, beca- it was because that he was hit by his teacher every day that he had become what he is now, that he was able to, to finish the studies, that he is able to give Dhamma talks, to impart the Dhamma, that he can carry out all the duties that he has to, uh, ca- that he's carrying out. So, reflecting that actually, uh, based on that being hit, he has become who he is now. So, reflecting now, he he sees the teacher as his benefactor and he is full of metta for this teacher, for this benefactor. So parents, when they um, shout at their children, when they um, abuse their children, or when they scold their children, when they hit their children, mostly it's because they want that their children improve, that they um, can finish their studies or are successful in their exams, that they then later on we'll be able to make a good livelihood, that they get a good education. It's not because they really hate the children, but um, what they do is what they think to benefit their children. So when we cultivate metta, loving-kindness, then uh, we should always look at the good side, at the positive qualities of that person, and in this way cultivate metta. Some persons, they may have a rough harsh behavior, physical behavior, but their speech may be soft and gentle, and also their mental attitude may be kind and soft. Some people's speech is rough and harsh, but then their physical behavior is good or gentle and also 
their mind, mental attitude is good. And some people's physical behavior is rough and harsh, not good. And also their speech, maybe not good, rough and harsh. However, their mind is good. Saito says that a person whose physical behavior, speech, and mental state or attitude is only bad, he has never encountered so far. So what is important is to look for the good side in a person, to look for, the, for a good quality in a person, and then based on that, cultivate metta for that person, and in this way, it's possible to cultivate loving-kindness for that person. So this is especially true when uh, metta is not yet very strong, when it is not yet very powerful, like at the beginning of one's practice or at the beginning of a retreat. But later on, when uh, metta has become powerful and strong, then one is able to cultivate metta for any person, good or bad. So, among all the living beings, the person, the being who is foremost in loving kindness, this is the Buddha. The Buddha is the foremost person or being, um, being endowed with metta and karuna for all living beings. Buddha is the foremost person in regard to metta and karuna because he um, is teaching these living beings living in samsara how to overcome aging, sickness, and death. Like every living being is subject to aging, getting older, subject to sickness, subject to death. And so the Buddha's teaching aim to be to overcome these um, sufferings of aging, sickness and death. You may have heard of Venerable Devadatta. He was a monk at the time of the Buddha, and he tried in many different ways to kill the Buddha. But the Buddha um, still had metta, for Devadatta. His heart was still full of loving kindness for Devadatta. Mm-hmm. 
So we can reflect like the Buddha was able to still have metta, loving kindness for Devadatta, the person who tried to kill him. So who else would be able to have metta for his or her potential murderer? But the Buddha was able to feel metta for Devadatta, and so therefore he is considered to be foremost in uh, metta. So, as you are cultivating metta, loving kindness, and as the metta is getting stronger, at one stage when your metta has become really powerful and strong, then um, whatever person you incline the mind to, you don't see any negative sides or you don't notice the negative sides anymore, you just notice the positive quality in that person, and so your mind is naturally filled with metta. In 2005, Sayadaw taught a metta retreat in Malaysia. It was a 10-day metta meditation retreat. In that retreat, there were about 30 meditators. And they were all Malaysian yogis, meditators. And among the meditators, there was a man who was about 30 years old. So he, tra- uh, he practiced very diligently, so being still quite young, and so his practice uh, went quite well. In one of his interviews, this man said, Sayadot, today I was cultivating metta in a sitting meditation. I was sitting for about one and a half hours. And he said, my metta practice was very good. The metta was very strong and for whomever I was cultivating metta, um, it was going very well. And he further said, so cultivating metta for these different people, uh, they were just lovely uh, people, uh, good good persons. Um, There was nothing bad about them or there was nothing in them that I would hate. So then after about one and a half hours, he got up from the sitting meditation, he left the meditation hall and went outside to practice walking, walking meditation, and he noticed or heard a bird, and immediately um, there was metta for this bird because uh, it was something lovely, likable, laughable, and it, 
the meditator said even the tree on which the bird was, he felt metta for the tree. It was something laughable, something lovely. And so the meditator and wanted to know from Sayadaw if his practice was correct or not. And Sayadaw said, well, when the metta becomes really strong and powerful, then one can feel like this, then one can experience it in this way. So now you meditators, if you want to find out whether your metta is strong or not, good or not, then just notice whether whether the when you direct the mind towards a person, if you see just the laughable the good qualities of that person and metta arises, then your metta is strong. But when uh, you see the negative sides or when uh, aversion, anger arises, then the metta is not yet that strong. Or when you look at the tree and you find the tree is something laughable, something likable, then your metta is good. (laughs) Or else, when you walk around and when you see empty plastic bottles, when you see plastic lying on the ground, rubbish on the ground. So if that appears as something laughable and nice, then your metta is good. (laughs) (laughs) Because um, though Aria and uh, Ayaviranyani, when they see plastic bottles and plastic lying around on the ground, they get upset and angry. So their metta, their metta is not good yet. <laughs> yes, I do likes that. So when the metta becomes powerful and strong, when it is well established in one's mind and heart, then whatever one sees or encounters, uh, one doesn't. There is nothing that could arise hate or aversion. How, uh, and so then there is only metta. There is only loving kindness. And so in this way, uh, through the metta, one's own heart and mind will become calm and peaceful. And so therefore, um, when the metta there is present, one will feel calm, happy and peaceful, and also uh, people, beings around oneself, they will feel that.
Um, so Sayadaw says that when he was uh, cultivating metta, loving kindness, uh, it was also his experience that not only he himself would become calm and peaceful, full of metta, but also the persons near him uh, would feel calm and peaceful. So may we all, by cultivating metta, uh, experience the calm and peacefulness and kindness of that state. May the people or beings uh, near us experience that. May all living beings experience that. So may we all become um, filled with metta and experience happiness and peace. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.